Hello, thank you for listening to The Magdalene Code. My name is Tammy Robinson, and I will be your host in sharing these light code messages to you all. I have been working in holistic healing for the past 11 years and have been personally integrating the energy of the Magdalene frequency. I am given messages through DNA activations and light codes. I'm so excited to be able to share them with you all. It may seem like you are just listening to a podcast, but you are upgrading your own energy frequency, which awakens your unique gifts and assists you in integrating your highest light potential. We are gathering as lightworkers, starseeds, and planetary energy shifters, and I am so grateful to connect with all of you beautiful souls. Thank you for joining me. Hello, podcast friends. Welcome to The Magdalene Code. And I'm so excited to be able to be with you today. My name is Tamara Alina. Most people call me Tammy, but I'm actually kind of preferring to be called Tamara these days. It feels like it it kind of fits more than, <laughs> than Tammy. And that happens sometimes when you have a big transformation and awakening. So I wanted to share some information today that I will be honest, I it's it's kind of some of the hardest stuff that I've shared and not because I don't believe it's true or not because even I'm scared. Um, it's more just because I know that this is going to rock some boats. I know that it could be really triggering to some and my people pleaser <laughs> part of me um, has, has never wanted to do that, never wanted to rock the boat, but I'm finding that my soul <clears throat> seems to be one that um, that is just made to be a vessel of truth. And that truth is really coming through me today. So that being said, I'm going to put in a big, big disclaimer right now that I'm going to be talking about some truths with Freemasonry, with secret societies, and how that ties into the LDS church um and and to the catholic church the vatican so i'm going to be sharing some things that are are deeply personal um i'm going to, i'm going to ask that you come in with an open heart and that you ask to understand this with your soul and not with your mind because your ego mind and any of those entities that are manipulating your thoughts are going to hate this information so um i'll just start with that i'm i'm speaking to your soul um, if this is something, I mean, right here, if you're feeling completely triggered, <laughs> you might not want to enter because this this is going to change things. Um, but this feels like it's so important and I, I have to talk about it. I can't keep it quiet anymore. So little backstory. I was raised in the LDS church. I was blessed. I was baptized. I went through the temple when I got married. I was sealed. I received endowments. I did the whole thing, did baptisms for the dead. I did all of it and I I really was like full force into it. I I, I will preface this by saying it actually was I'm, I'm really grateful that I had that experience because I think it, it gave me an understanding of the importance of prayer. It gave me an understanding of a higher power. Um but it also really implanted some deep programming that I have known for a long time, but I'm now really starting to understand what it is. So, um, I got divorced about 15 years ago and that's really where my awakening started. It was, it was just such a traumatic, uh, thing for me 
traumatically wonderful. (laughs) I guess I feel like I was given a second chance at life, but I truly died to who I was. And it was pretty quick after that experience that I started to, to question and wonder, you know, why the things that felt so true to me were not, didn't feel so true to me anymore. And, um, when I got divorced, I, I had been completely faithful to my husband. Um, he had not chosen that. And I've, I've made peace with that. You know, it's fine. We're good. We're friends. But it was so interesting because I think I had kind of sat in the judgment seat. I felt like, you know, I had done, I had done everything that I felt like I was supposed to do in the church. I felt like I had followed, you know, what, not that I'd been perfect, but you know, that I had really followed the rules. And so when I got divorced, it was such a like, oh my gosh, I did everything I was supposed to do. Why is this not working out the way that, that I thought it would? And um, soon after, I moved to Southern Utah and I experienced what it felt like to be on the other side of it. I used to tell people that I felt like I was wearing the scarlet letter. <laughs> and I, I could sense, you know, from other women, like this single woman moves into their neighborhood, into their ward, and it was like, hang on to your husbands. And <laughs> of course, that was not even in my thought process. Like, that is just not the person I am. I would never, ever, ever do that. Um, but I felt that. And I really had an understanding of what it felt like on the other side, you know, to be sitting in, in the seat of being judged. So that was kind of my first realization that maybe um, maybe I needed to open my mind to different avenues of connecting to spirit. So um, we had these, these, this family, and my daughter made friends with their daughter, and they were the pastors of the Christian church in little Parowan, Utah, <laughs> called the Grace Christian Church. And I will give the biggest shout out to them because they truly lived the Christianity. I mean, they, they just brought us in. They adopted us. They brought my kids a swing set. They you know, just were the most lovely people. And, and I mean, didn't even know me and would be like, can we pray over you? And I just, I experienced true Christianity in that. And I remember sitting in, in that building and it hit, like the music, just listening to the music and it just touching me so deeply and feeling the spirit at such a profound level and thinking, how is this possible? I am not in an LDS church. How am I feeling the spirit? And that was when I really started to, to question everything. Like, I, I don't think this is it. I think, I think I'm going to probably look at other avenues. And I started thinking, well, am I supposed to be a Christian? Am I supposed to just go into this? And, and to really commit to that didn't feel right either. Um, so that was kind of my open door of getting into just spirituality without a religion. Um, that was a whole new door for me. I didn't actually know that you could have both. And I started, um, it, it took a while. It took a while down the road. I went through a whole little wild woman phase. <laughs> I was always pretty spiritual, but, you know, kind of went through a phase of throwing out the baby with the bathwater and, and kind of, you know, F you to all of the beliefs <laughs> that I had had through growing up, um, experimenting with the things that I had ne- told, been told that I could never experience, experience um, like alcohol and, you know, things like that, and kind of found that that's not really my thing, but definitely went down that road. Um, 
after probably, I don't know, maybe five, six years after being divorced, I started to really feel the call. I was a hospice nurse. I started to really feel the call to meditate and to go within. And that is where everything changed and everything opened up for me. And I really came to the understanding that there wasn't a church, there wasn't an organization, there wasn't a system, excuse me, there wasn't a system that could have the, that could give me the feeling that I had when I connected to my own inner peace and my own knowing. And that really changed my relationship with Christ. I have to say that at first, um, you know, when I, I figured out that the church wasn't for me or that I, I didn't believe in it the same way, um, I kind of threw that out too. And I felt this deep sense of betrayal, like Christ isn't what he says he is. And I remember feeling kind of mad at that, like mad at him. Um, and it, it wasn't until I really went through some some deep pain, deep healing, um, deep crumbling at my very core, like my identity dying, that I understood that um, the Christ that I was told about, that I was taught about in religion, was not Christ. The essence of Christ is so forgiving and kind and accepting and loving, and there is no measure of of gaining worthiness to be able to be in his presence. Um, I started to understand that Christ is a badass. Christ was a badass. He was a systems breaker. He was a healer. He was a mystic. He was a manifester, an instant manifester, because he knew who he was. He's a star being. Um, I felt that his origins came from the highest places in the star realms and that he incarnated into this physical this physical incarnation is kind of an, like an avatar that his um, DNA wasn't diluted into human form. He understood the human experience. He took on the human experience, but he never, ever, ever forgot who he was. And he stayed true to that form. Um, and that's where I really started to remember that we are all that. We are all of that same divinity and that essence and that his only purpose in being here wasn't to save us. It was to remind us of who we are. So um, that's kind of where my, my reconstruction came in putting back together my faith and my connection um, that completely was able to stand outside of religion and see, feel, sense, know what religion actually was. So that brings me to what I want to talk about today and the part that (laughs) might be a little bit hard to hear. But over the past year, I have been starting to understand more of what that reptilian, that Orion group, that draconian, you know, the cabal, the deep state. I talked a lot of, we talked a lot about it in the I Am Mastery series that we had done that podcast. Um, the occult that has kept our planet in slavery, I've been really starting to understand how that has played a part in everything, in every system, but really, really profoundly in religion. And my understanding first started with the Vatican and the Catholic Church, and probably a lot of you have done research on that. The Vatican is kind of the, the central 
of our money system, our um, political system, our religions. I mean, everything, that the, the source of power kind of all funnels back to that in that occult system. So I, um, for those of you who've worked with me before, you know, I, I sense consciousness from the other side. I get beings that speak to me. About a year ago, I started having these beings speaking to me, telling me their story. And especially in the last like three or four months, um, I think the occult, those dark energies are knowing that their time is almost up and they are trying to get out of the system. They're trying to get out of this matrix cycle and they know that if they don't make things right, not only are they, they, they are not exiled anymore, they are destroyed. There is no other planetary system that's going to take them. There's nowhere for them to go. They have to give back everything that they've taken. They have to restore the balance of the karmic, the karmic cycle for us because we have not been in a free will universe um, or they do not get out of this either. They're, they're stuck in this duality matrix again for another cycle, which is at least 2,000 years. And, um, and, and that will be destroyed because that, that 3D realm isn't working anymore. It's not going to be here anymore. So they know. They know that the destruction is the only other option. So um, they can make all of these agreements in the ethers, you know, in the spiritual realm, but they need somebody in the physical realm to actually put it into motion to complete the cycle. And as crazy as it sounds, I have had some of these really, these beings that have played really dark parts in our history come to me and ask me to rewrite their, their story to sort of renegotiate. Um, it sounds so, so interesting, but renegotiate a contract for their release in exchange for ours. Okay. Now here's where we're going to go into... <laughs> Uh, it challenges my, like, what are they going to think, belief, but you know what? I don't care. So, um, I had a very powerful energy who had played a significant role in the history of that occult and the Freemasonry, the Illuminati, secret societies, Knights Templars. Um, he started coming to me a little while ago. Um, I met him face to face and actually was able to find compassion in knowing that even though his role had been really dark and nefarious, he had served a purpose. The Luciferian energy is actually called the bringer of light. It's the Lucifer, the name means bringer, bringer of light. And realizing that he had played that role to the, to the deepest Luciferian, you know, reaches of the earth had played that but that he too deserved love. He too deserved to have a, a second chance. So um, his name is Voltaire and he came to me and he was a writer. He was in the 16th century and he was responsible for writing a lot of the rituals and the codes and the, um, I guess the, the ceremonies of those secret societies that are still being practiced today. He showed me what those rituals were. He took me into them. Um, he, I wrote for 13 hours. He told me, just divulged everything that is going on with those. And, and we have been deceived in that, um, you know, when they talk about the Freemasonry, they show you the 33 degrees of, of goodness, 33 degrees of enlightenment. But what it actually is, it's a system of duality. It's the hermetic code where if there are 33 degrees that happen above, 
there are also 33 degrees that happen below. So if somebody lives, somebody dies. If somebody wakes up, somebody goes to sleep. If somebody has joy, somebody has pain. And that is the matrix code that they keep enacting, but it has become out of balance. They have become hungry for the power, um, especially our sexual power, our, our money system. It has become overrun with that dark energy and therefore is no longer in balance. So um, worked through that with Voltaire. The next person that came to me was Joseph Smith. And um, he said that he was responsible for a lot of suffering that is happening, especially in our part. I live in Utah, especially in our area, in the place where we live. And he was saying the same thing. He says, I don't want to play this part in the matrix anymore. Okay, now you guys can take this for what it's worth. If it doesn't resonate with you, just move on past this. But this is what he said to me. He said, I knowingly sold them into the system. I sold them. I sold them. He kept saying that. He said, I sold their souls in exchange for my power, my release, for me to be seen as you know somebody who, for me to, to, to gain rank in the system, I sold them. And I wrote all this down and I was like, holy crap, that is, that is insane. But I felt it, you know, I felt it on a very deep level. I felt the suffering. I felt the people who, you know, had suffered for this cause only to have that, like their energy kind of sold to that system. And at first I was like, this sounds, this sounds crazy. I'm probably like making this up or I don't know. I, you know, my brain started to kind of get involved in this. And then I watched a video recently where a man was talking about the Vatican and he says the purpose of the birth certificate is that you are actually a product. You are sold as a commodity and your energy is, is held, it is owned by the corporation of the Vatican. The LDS church, he said to me, he said the LDS church was supposed to be sort of a feeding system for that. And because he sold it into that organization, it gave the LDS church funding so that it would keep going. So I think there was a part of him that knew that, that um, he was kind of starting to be found out. It was like the church was starting to crumble. People were starting to understand the manipulation that was in that, um, especially when polygamy started being enacted. And that's where, especially when Brian Young came in, um, he sold. He sold his, his own soul to that system, but also every soul that would enter into the commitment to be a part of this church. So I was doing some writing this morning and recognizing um, just how deep this goes, that when we are blessed and our, our names are given to us, they are given to us in the name of that system. They're given, we, we then <clears throat> become products of that. Okay, this is where it gets really dark and, and yucky. Um, they were telling me that when you are baptized, you are fully immersed in the water. And when you come up out of the water, you no longer are a sovereign being. You then have died to the person that you have been, and you now are property of the church, property of the system. They now own you. When you receive your confirmation blessing, 
the program is then allowed to enter into your mind and start manipulating your thoughts, overriding the power of your soul. They literally shut off your intuition so that you are, um, you are susceptible to the mind control. And that is where it starts. And you know why it happens then? Because we are in a theta state from until age seven. And when we are at age seven, we, we're able to be programmed until age seven. And age seven, we start to wake up. We start to make our own decisions and kind of see the world in a different way. That's they, they, pro, they start programming you right when you turn eight, the age of accountability. Um, this programming consists of feeding messages of obedience. And if you are not obedient, you get shamed. The shame, the guilt, it's, it's like this program is this loop that just constantly playing, keep, constantly plays to keep you obedient to the system because if you are always trying to get there, you stay in fear. You don't question. You do what you're told. Do you think there's any coincidence that the LDS Church is so pro-vaccination? That has, they are in, they're in bed with it. They are in bed with that system, trying to keep you asleep, trying to keep you obedient. Too many people are waking up. Our pineal glands, our third eyes are becoming too active. The light rays, the gamma rays that are coming into our planet, they are waking us up and our souls are getting louder than the program. They showed me today that the program is literally like a cassette tape. Remember when we were young and we'd have these cassette tapes? Well, I'm an 80s girl, so some of you younger people won't remember this, but we would unravel these cassette tapes and they'd just be like this long mess of, of tape. They said that's literally what it looks like inside of our body, woven in our structures, in our DNA, in our minds, um, especially in our voices, in our throats, manipulating what we say, feeding us full of shame when we do speak up, generational trauma. Oh my gosh. I mean, I could do a whole series on this. Um, this church, the LDS church, the Vatican Catholic church, most of the big religions, they have been founded on the sexual shame, sexual manipulation. They knew that if they could take that, we would never find our power because once we come into our sexual sovereignty in that sacredness and knowing that that is our that is our connection to the highest, the highest light. That's where we're, that's our God code. And when we come into the balance with that in our masculine and feminine, they cannot, I mean, everything gets changed. They cannot control us anymore. The system crumbles. So that is exactly what they were trying to keep from us. Um, I would say probably everybody that I have ever worked with that has been through the temple or had any you know, been through the LDS church, um, there has been some deep sexual trauma, submission, um, voice so much with like throats, throat chakras being shut off. Um, that's no accident. So here's the good news for most of you that have gone through that system. They know your birth chart. They know who you are. They're messing with my voice right now. Um, they, excuse me. They know who you are. Um, they know the power that you carry. They know the impact that you can make on the world. They know your destiny. They know your dharma. And um, they, it has worked for us in previous lifetimes that we've been stuck in systems like this. But in this one, no more. 
in this one, your soul is getting louder than your mind. You are outgrowing the program. If you are starting to question things, if things are starting to make you nervous, please, please, please trust that. That is your soul trying to speak up for you, trying to free you from this system. You have literally been supplying energy to a system that is doing horrible things on the planet. Pharmaceuticals, it, they, are, they have big stock in pharmaceutical companies. They have big stock in, in organ harvesting, big stock in, um, you know, in, in vaccines and, and these things. That, where do you think that testing is coming from? They are, they are, their tendrils are deep in these systems. Um, I know that when you, there's a cognitive dissonance that when you, you know, you, when you hear this and you don't want to hear it, it's going to make you feel really uncomfortable, but please, please, please take this to your soul, ask the questions, take a look at it. Um, I, I am saying this packed with like the most love, the most love that I can possibly give it in. I'm sure that there's going to be more to follow. I actually recently did an interview with my good friend, Sean, who grew up in the LDS church as a gay man, getting his perspective on that. Um, so I'll be sharing that as well. Um, I, I, I'm not anti-religion. I'm not anti-anything, but I am pro-awareness. Let's turn the light on. I mean, at least if it, if it doesn't resonate with you, at least you get to have a choice. That's where I feel very passionate about is that everybody gets to have a choice we get to shine the light on the things that might be hard to hear and hard to speak of, but, but that's it. You know, we get to have a choice. So whew, take that and put that where it's, um, <laughs> where it's most useful for you. So I love you guys. And I am sending out so much love through the holidays for you. I hope you have a beautiful, beautiful Christmas surrounded with family and lots of love. And I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.